Hi! Welcome back to Pagan Preaching. Today is a little late, just because I had everything to do this week. Um, I guess biggest update is I just quit my job on Friday. Like, I I guess I finally had enough, and I walked into my boss's office, and I quit. And I... I don't know how I feel about that. I don't have another plan. I don't have another source of income lined up. But I also think it's okay, you know. Um, I wasn't really able to get an interview if I worked 8 to 5 every day anyway. So I'm just hoping for the best right now and hoping that if I keep making a concerted effort to better my situation, the gods will deliver. They've never not delivered, so we'll see how this goes. Um, Hi, that's my only personal life update other than I built myself this cool little desk space in my house. So now instead of like sitting in a chair in an otherwise empty room recording because it's the only quiet place I can... I have this cool desk, and my friend bought me a Himalayan salt lamp. I have this really sweet moon tapestry behind me, so if anybody was interested in having a tarot reading, then I would look all cool and spooky and witchy with my moon tapestry behind me. Very excited. I feel like everything's coming together, and I'm I'm just happy to see you, and I'm so happy that I've been hearing back so much. Um, some really close friends of mine have been listening and sharing their experience with the podcast with me, and it's just cementing this idea that I, I really am doing something productive and helpful for the rest of the world. So that's great. Um, I didn't introduce myself last episode, so if anybody's listening to this without listening to the other ones... Hi, my name is Ethna Aeon. Uh, You can reach out to me on Twitter at Pagan Preaching. And you can also find me on Facebook, which is also just Pagan Preaching. And you can always email me at ethne.aeon at yahoo.com. So that's E-T-H-N-E period E-A-N at yahoo.com. So keep your feedback coming, keep your testimonials coming, and let's just get right into today's episode. So you already know from the title, but today we're talking about Pan, which I'm really excited about because as much as I tend to work with the the Greek pantheon, I didn't know a whole lot about Pan. I had a very like small basic understanding of him, much like the Morrigan, which really is wonderful because as I do this podcast, as I make episodes about deities that you want to see, then I am learning too. So everything is really working out exactly as I envisioned. And I, I like I couldn't be happier with how this is going. So we're talking about Pan today. And that's because I was emailed by listener Imani. Hi, Imani. Uh, hopefully, those of you that follow me on my socials, you saw her artwork, which is really great. She's making um, different uh, tarot cards. 
and she emailed me and gave me some feedback, told me she wanted to hear about Pan, and also she gave me my second pagan testimonial. So let's just start by reading that. So Imani writes, I guess I just wanted to tell you that I really appreciate your podcast. Aw, thanks. I've been a pagan pretty much ever since I was a kid, but recently I've been getting back into mindfully practicing and really taking it seriously as a way to help heal my mental and emotional health. Personally, I've found that creativity and dancing around my room at night has helped me connect with the gods, probably because those are very inner child activities to do. All in all, I love how the gods remind me that I'm never alone. That's probably my favorite part about being a pagan. That's my favorite part too, Imani. Um, So when people would ask me, like, why are you pagan? What's so special about paganism that I can't find in another religion? And my answer was always, the... There is no fear of judgment for trying your best, you know? Um, I definitely am a follower of the threefold law, but that I think is more of like a universal thing and not really to do with the gods. But if you're, if you're just chugging along, doing what you can to be a productive and helpful member of society, the gods will have your back 100%, even If you're not working with them as much as you think you should, even if you're not leaving them offerings as often as you would like to, they're always there. Their love is entirely unconditional. Like, I have, I've tried a few religions along my path before I got to where I am today, and I've never felt more secure than where I am right now in my flavor of paganism. Like, it's such a deep feeling of love and respect and comfort that I hope every pagan listening to this understands. It's it's a kind of true, persistent love that will just make me teary if I think about it too long. Like, when I listen to my pagan music or if I'm just sitting thinking like, wow. Hades and Hecate have given me more gifts than I think I could ever possibly deserve. Like, I'll cry, and I'll cry in public probably because I'm a big baby. But I, yes, I'm with you, Imani. And also, um, dancing is so, like, um, that is such a powerful tool um, just to release, you know, like release your inhibitions and experience the space around you and just feel that joy of moving your body wildly and recklessly like that's a very pagan in the most literal sense like um like pagan in latin translates like country folk um so that's very like just freeing to dance and enjoy hearing music and experiencing your body but it's also a really great way to raise energy so uh, when i am like cleansing my house I will dance too, and that's like that's literally raising energy in your body that then you can expel into the space around you, and having that happy energy that you've built is going to be absolutely perfect for any cleansing that you're doing. Um, but it's funny that 
Imani requested Pan, and she talked to me about um, how create creativity and dancing helps her connect with the gods. And from what I know about Pan, that's so on brand with him. So Pan, uh, he's a Greek Chthonic god. He's associated with nature and music and music's magic, shepherds and hunting and free spirits. And he is patron of mountains and Arcadia, which is where he was mainly worshipped in Greece. And he is noisy and merry and sexually liberated and just an image of freedom, which I think is perfectly represented by using creativity in kind of a careless, reckless way of just experiencing the world and not caring about boundaries that anyone else has set for you. So what I want to what I want to talk about today is not just praise to pan, but what we can learn from just being wild and being in the wilderness. So let's get started today with this prayer to Pan. I pray to you, Almighty Pan, God whose form is beast and man, O Father of the ancient way, you've called me and I obey. Come with cloven hooves approach until I feel your presence near. Then join me in the circle to be honored and revered. O Pan, Chthonic Seder, Lord of Spring, Old guardian of the forest groves, the one who roams the mountains, seducer of shepherds and nymphs, companion to all that is wild. Come, O Pan, he who haunts the woodlands, feral god of all nature, erotic god of rampant lust, ancient horned god of Arcadia, come, O Pan, my god, the gifted prophet, my lord, the strong protector. My father, the fierce avenger, come. So I'm thinking when I'm doing my research, what's what's Pan's big message? Because on the outside, somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience with paganism, especially doesn't have a lot of experience with pagan history, would see Pan as like, oh, you're like the god of 20-somethings, right? Like the ancient version of the god of uh, like parties and music and sex and being goofy. And he gives off this image of not being very serious or not being able to be taken very seriously, which, yes, that's exactly the point, right? Like, I think people who worship any deity get stuck in this idea that like, oh, my deity is very somber. My worship with my deity is very somber and serious. And I honor that deity. And I I have absolutely no nonsense approach to my work with deity. And then Pan comes in all cloven hooved and horned up, playing a pipe and drinking wine and breaks down those barriers because you can't, you can't experience life really without play and and being wild. So, like, yes, it's very noble that you have a, a strong 
intimate, somber connection with your deity. But play and feeling that wild nature shouldn't be something that distracts you from relationship with your deity. It should be something that enforces that relationship with the deity. So we're taking Imani's advice here and, and we're dancing and we're being creative and we're letting go and we're showing Pan that like, yes, I hear you and I hear your message to enjoy the world around me as it is. That's the, that's the first thing I really want to stress about uh, what we are learning from being wild and the wilderness, which is Pan's domain is how freeing it can be to just, like, where I am, it's cold right now. Uh, We just had a really nice day. It was like 56 degrees outside, and I sat out there, and I just contemplated pan, and it was such a beautiful moment. But how often do you get outside, like really outside, not in your backyard or me and, like, the outdoor seating area of my business park, but... When do you get lost? Like, it's so important to have that experience in nature. A lot of people that have reached out to me have said, like, yes, I commune with my gods primarily in nature. And I'm, yes. I really struggle with that. I think I live in the middle of a city, which is no excuse. But I live in the middle of a city. It's hard for me to make time to just be wild. But when I do, it's just like I'm awestruck by the power of nature and the wilderness and what the gods have made and what the gods have let go to be free. And we are we are the same entity. So the gods created forests and mountains and gardens and oceans and deserts and let them go to flourish and make their own choices. We are no different. We are the same as any creature that God's put on this earth. And we were meant to explore and have fun and create and not give a damn. And unfortunately, over the millennia, we have been put in boxes and forced To give a damn. And I think that has entirely separated us from really the meaning of life. And it's made it harder, especially for me, to know who I am and what I believe in and where I think my place is. Um, Let's go ahead. Let's hear another prayer of Pan to kind of cement what I'm saying here. So this prayer says... Pan, Lord of the wilds, to thee I humbly call. By the well, the flame, the tree, I honor thee. O blessed dancer, you move from season to season, from frenzy to calm, from bright day to starry night, weaving the universal song that frightens and compels. You are the refuge and cause of mortal fright whose joy is the gurgling brook, the chase pell-mell, and the dance of the nymphs in solitary glades, fructifying lord, cave lover, temperamental one, hoofed and horned commander of the elements, 
guide of nature and bountiful provider. I honor you at this time of subtle change. May the tune you play bring me more joy than panic. And minute changes be not lost in this life's frantic pace. From season to season, calm to frenzy, day to night, I honor thee and thy endless tune as the wheel turns. Hail, gracious Pan. You know, it's important to to survive, right? We live in a time where we have to meet and sometimes exceed certain standards that are put on us by people that don't know us. So we have been given boundaries and rules to fit into a group that largely maybe doesn't have our best interest at heart. And I understand that. And as unfortunate as it is, that's how the world works at this time. But I hope that you are able to separate yourself from that and experience not only the wilderness, like literal wilderness in nature, but also the wild of yourself. Like, I wonder if you have done a nice thing for yourself recently that was unexpected, or if you have taken the time to reflect and see what you are restricting yourself from that maybe you don't even know. Like, what are you, what wilderness within you are you preventing from seeing the outside world and why? Is it because that wilderness is harmful to you or others? Okay, you know, that's understandable. That that should be addressed. But are you preventing it because you're afraid of how you'll be perceived? And... Such a such a wonderful message of Pan is, I mean, look at him. He has, you know, he's got the body of a satyr. He's usually depicted as really shrimpy and scrawny. And one source I read said that he was, you know, the patron god of masturbation. So he is a deity. He's divine. He obviously doesn't care how people perceive him because he's true to himself. And that's what I, I want to really stress here is the, just the, the power of the wilderness within you. We're meant to be wild and to explore and create. And we're not meant to hold any of that back. We're, we're meeting standards that don't fit us. And I hope what you're getting from this and you're understanding why I'm so passionate about it. I hope you're getting from this that there is so much more to this life than how you have been told to live it. And I know that, like, what do I know? I'm 23 years old. I have been working a bunch of jobs that I don't care about. But I, I believe in change and I believe in myself and I put my faith in myself and my gods so 
I know I will have that space to be different and to be respected and still survive. I believe in my ability to balance those things and I especially believe in your ability to balance those things. So what else can we learn from Pan? So we know that he's associated with prophecy. Um, I think that's expected of somebody that spends a lot of time in nature. You know, think uh, Buddha, somebody that is just outside in a, in a quiet space alone by themselves and taking in the beauty of what is around them and the the lack of structure of the great outdoors and the great unknown that I think will provide you with some inspiration on how you can begin to sort of mimic that. Um, But in a magic sense, how... How can we take what we know from Pan? Because paganism is just so interconnected with witchcraft. Um, it has been since the 60s. So most of you listening to me are probably practitioners of magic. Um, and I, I don't want to alienate a group of pagans that are just pagans that don't practice witchcraft and a group of pagans that also practice witchcraft. So I'm trying to find the balance between the two. But um, here's what I want to talk about for those of you that do practice magic. Especially if you meditate. Go out, like, if you can stand it, if the weather is nice, please try to meditate outdoors as much as you possibly can to get away from kind of the prison that humans have built for themselves like, if it's just a park, if it's just your backyard, which is something I, I find myself having to do a lot. Like, anything where you can see something alive and growing despite the odds and despite how others want it to grow, that is going to help you be more prophetic and I think really help you boost your intuition and your connection with the spirits of nature and the spirits of your ancestors, if that's something that you're into. Um, And again, like the Morrigan, this is really going to be key with divination. If that's something you practice. I primarily practice divination. So how, how you build your intuition is going to directly correlate with your divination. So how you practice your tarot or your runes or your pendulum, that intuition is going to make you a much more confident reader and then you can carry that intuition that you're you are learning from the lessons of pan into your everyday life and like okay what omens am i seeing like yes there's a key hecate is telling me that i need to move on i need to transition into a new space okay there's a crow that's the morrigan i need to prepare myself for some sort of battle and i i need to understand that my fate is up to me and and that i am working towards a greater goal here so the really is it's not just about freeing yourself for the few minutes that you're outside and you're like wow this is great i'm gonna masturbate in the woods you know like 
it's so about the bigger picture. I say this all the time. It is all about learning. What are you learning when you're outside? And I, for the most part, I think you're going to take away tools that I haven't listed here and that you might not even realize you wanted to have or that you needed in your own practice or day-to-day life. So the biggest takeaway that I wrote down that I, I wanted to share with you that we can learn from Pan is that when we reject constructed boundaries that have been forced upon us, we can begin to see universal truth and earthly context. So what are the laws of nature? How do those affect the world? How can we take those laws of nature, the first laws in the world, and apply them to us and begin to reject other laws that don't suit us? I think that's something really powerful that we can all try to focus on. Like, what is universal truth and what have I been told is truth? I personally think there's very few things that are universally true. I think morals and ethics are almost entirely up to the people and the culture that they're coming from, you know. So what is inherently true and how how can we use that truth to separate everything else and become our our most wild free selves so let's go ahead um begin to wrap up here is the last prayer that i wanted to share with you pan of the mountain peaks pan of the wilderness pan who plays upon the pipe so sweetly who dances with the merry-hearted nymphs goat-footed god companion of the satyrs who take such joy in wine and earthly pleasures Father of wise Salinas, who took such great care of deep-hearted Dionysus. Son of clever Hermes, who took such pride in you, his laughing, joyful child. In all the far-flung lands, there is none such as you. O Pan, stalker of beasts, watcher of flocks, friend of the shepherd, friend of the hunter, friend of those who find insight and meaning in the field and wood who find beauty and comfort in the rustic and the wild. Pan, grantor of instinct, I praise and honor you. It's just, I don't, I don't mean to be sappy, but that's, that's a message that I think a lot of us take for granted or even reject. Those of us that are more traditional and like, no, I don't need to be wild and free. I've got a job to do and bills to pay. I have to set an example and like, whatever. Bah humbug. I'm, when I record this, I'm going to take care of a few more responsibilities today. And then I'm just going to go outside. I'm going to be outside and I'm going to try to learn something new about the world and myself that I didn't know before. And that is the lesson from Pan that we need to take away. Not what people would tell us, like, oh, he's indecent. 
but that he is a much truer representation of the spirit of humanity and those that live on the planet Earth than almost anything. Like, that's truly, Pan is really taking us back to our roots of who we are and what we are as just living creatures on a planet that shouldn't have happened in the first place. Okay, so as we're really starting to finish up now, um, I wanted to introduce a new segment of the show, which is just the tarot card of the day. Um, And today's card is the Fool, who is number zero in the Major Arcana. And people are going to associate the Fool with somebody that's, you know, stupid or idiotic. But we need to associate the Fool who has, with somebody who has abandoned earthly and rules and the standards and expectations of humanity and now maybe looks like a fool to others, but to themselves has never been wiser. Uh, so there's something, this is probably going to get more elaborate as I go on, but I just wanted to begin by sharing with you this card and the message of this card of letting go and that release. So take this with you into the next week. In what ways can you let go something that doesn't suit you or doesn't benefit you? How can you be the fool and how can you embody the message of Pan and the fool and in the next few days and maybe in the rest of your life? So I hope you enjoyed that. Imani, I hope that my sermon met your standards. And please keep the feedback coming in. You know, I I hope to have more pagan testimonials for the next show. Um, I really, I value your requests and your recommendations. It's just this is so amazing. I'm getting more and more listeners every day. People seem to be genuinely happy with where things are going and that like my heart is so full. Like I, I never expected even one person outside of my own friends and family to take me seriously and listen to this and to know that I'm having such a positive impact on the greater pagan community. is just astounding. So thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to contact me, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook. It's just Pagan Preaching. You can email me at ethne.aon at yahoo.com. It's E-T-H-N-E period E-A-N at yahoo.com. And if you want to support me and what I'm doing here, uh, you can always purchase a tarot reading from my Facebook page, Ethna Aeon Tarot. Uh, those start at $20. That can be either by video chat or um, just a text document that I send you, whatever you're comfortable with. And also, you can find me on Venmo if you want to support the channel just by donating. That's E-T-H-N-E 
hyphen E-A-N, so ethne hyphen Aon on Venmo. Obviously, no pressure for anything. All I really want is that you listen and you enjoy. But if anybody should want to support me in another way, there are those two options for you. So with nothing else to say, I wish you the best week and the most peace and happiness and comfort. And I will see you next Sunday.